and welcome to Global, a podcast from the International Republican Institute. I'm your guest host, Natalie Longwell. In this series of Global, we're meeting democracy-first responders, the politicians, activists, medical workers, journalists, tech pioneers, government officials, and everyday citizens like you and me who are working to respond to the COVID-19 crisis successfully and protect their country's democratic institutions, or even build new ones. Today, you'll hear from Dusan Zeponja and Dusan Šavik, two activist videographers from Serbia who are members of the duo Marka Zavaka. Dusan and Dusan created two short videos early in the crisis before it even hit Serbia. They interviewed Serbian doctors working in Italy and China, and these videos quickly went viral, helping Serbians understand the measures needed to prevent the spread of COVID-19. I spoke with Dushan and Dushan about their work to create awareness and how the coronavirus has affected day-to-day life and politics in Serbia. Thank you both so much for joining me. How did you initially learn of COVID-19 and what made you think that this was a challenge that could arrive on Serbia's doorstep? We got to say that we don't go for such a challenges as Corona and so on, mm-hmm. something which is hot. And then we are video production house and we are making some videos which are on YouTube. We have 86K subs and so on. But we don't go as crazy for hot things. But two of our friends asked us, that was like... Uh, middle of March 2020, are you going to do something about Corona and so on? And actually, we have a friend we know from our childhood. She's a microbiologist and she works on at the Institute for Oncology in Milan, Italy. And we heard that there is a terrible situation out there. In that time, in Belgrade, Serbia, our government was uh, making, uh, and some doctors, uh, medicals, they were making jokes about the most funny virus ever uh, for COVID. And uh, one doctor said, uh, you should all send send your wives to Milan, Italy for shopping. And our president was standing behind him on a press conference and laughing, you know. And in that time, we, we called uh, that our friend and asked her, would she, well, does she wants to tell us what's happening there and what, what does she thinks what uh, we should do? We did it via Skype. In that time, there were no Skype and Zoom interviews and so on. That was just the beginning for us in Serbia. And then that video became uh, first on trending on YouTube in Serbia. Many news houses called us to ask to put it on in, in their program. It has like 600, 600K views. And I think it's uh, because she was credible and um, she was telling her own experience. Wow. So um, as you were talking to your friend, um, you really highlighted in your videos how bad the virus had gotten in both Italy and China. And what was your goal at that time? Did you see media in Serbia really doing anything to educate Serbian citizens about how bad this virus could be? 
Or was it all very similar to like that press conference you mentioned with the Serbian president where it was treated as a joke, basically? It was, uh, it was, uh, it changed during weeks, you know, it, it changed really fast. Like my told me, like after your video was published, they uh, went with uh, uh, some measures to, to protect the population. They, they, they started uh, to, to see how situation is serious, but the problem was a uh, few weeks before or a few days, they were joking. And then you have to explain people, aha, we were joking then, and now we are talking uh, serious things. So that had some kind of, uh, how to say, it, it, that effect of this per- first press conference had a bad impact uh, because uh, they didn't uh, recognize how situation was serious. Nowadays, they are telling us that uh, they were joking because they were wanted to protect uh, people from panic, like not to go uh, to the shops to buy stuff, blah, blah, blah. So they were trying to relax the situation. How has media coverage impacted the way that COVID is understood and the way that you're living with it now in Serbia? Do people trust media coverage of the coronavirus or is there a sense of mistrust? Do people feel like they were misled at first? They disabled freedom of speech in that way because they they uh, don't allow any more uh, journalists to ask the questions because uh, they want, the government wants to, because we have a lot of people who work abroad. Uh, in different countries of Europe, and when all of this with COVID started, they got back by cars. And government likes to say that those people who are working somewhere else, they brought corona here. And on the other hand, they want to say um, that the responsibility is not uh, at the government, but it's out there to the people. But uh, we have uh, many cases these days that uh, medical hospitals or places for older people are getting uh, many cases of corona. And uh, that's the problem. Like we are pretty, I, I can say, our government says we are in the golden era, but we are not. And our health system is not so good but it works very good these days. But there are still, as I can uh, think, uh, not all protective measurements all over our country. And what was interesting, uh, all over our country in medical um, houses and hospitals. What do I think, as Dushan said, at 3 p.m. every day we have doctors. At the beginning, in first weeks, we have also our president who likes to know everything and who likes to be also a doctor in these days. But nowadays we don't have him uh, so much on these press conferences. And I think because uh, he, they are all, all the time doing like uh, measurements, uh, like uh, calling people and uh, checking what's popular and unpopular, I think uh, people don't like him as a, uh, as a doctor. Uh, that people we like to hear doctors and uh, like people in some kind believe to doctors but these days i could say we don't believe to anyone because 
there are so bad news about many COVID uh, situations in uh, many health uh, houses all over the country. Serbia has seen increasing repression in media and free speech, but I was wondering um, about your personal experience. When you were putting together these videos that were going against what people thought they knew about COVID at the time, were you afraid personally about reprisals um, that you would face by making the videos that you did? We were not afraid, but we work uh, in one place and the guy whose father lives down from our office on the one floor down from us, he was afraid. Uh, and. Uh, this guy asked us, do, do they know from where you put the video up? Maybe will be, there will be some problems. But uh, we are not, uh, we were not afraid, but one journalist in Serbia uh, was jailed because of, uh, they said, uh, false or news or rumors. But actually she... She just put some uh, news about COVID in a big hospital in one of the three biggest towns in Serbia. She put it out and um, they said, uh, the government said it's not true and they jailed her because of that. But then after one night, they let her because like people stood up because of that. And But we are living in that kind of country. And also, like in our videos, we had these testimonials from uh, from Italy and from China. So we didn't uh, aired anything from Serbia. You know, we, if if they wanted to say, we didn't say anything about uh, measures of our government. We just were raising awareness of the of the COVID and of the of the situation in that country. So I think this video also, they, they watch the, uh, the people from our government for sure, some of them watch it. And I think they, they, they also started to be uh, aware about the coronavirus through our videos because they also didn't get any uh, education about the virus. What is your view? You brought this up earlier about the um, constant updates that Serbians get about um, the virus and also the precautions the hospitals are taking. I wanted to ask you about your view on the medical equipment and the aid provided by the Chinese Communist Party. Do you think that it's adequate? Do you think that it's helping Serbia and do you agree with the way that that aid is being characterized by President Vucic? Personally, the it's situation when you get some help, you know, you don't uh, look at in it like, is it okay or it's not okay? It's just, you know, we need masks, we need the respirators, we will buy it. But uh, we noticed that there is a slightly difference. Uh, how is this, uh, how are they... Uh, give, uh, saying thanks to this help, you know, to people who are thanking. There are some uh, billboards on the streets of Belgrade with uh, uh, China's president, where, when the bill and the billboard is like there with his picture, like uh, uh, "Thank you, China." Yeah. And there are no billboards like "Thank you, European Union," "Thank you, USA." So I think it's uh, also 
uh, everything is, you know, politics. So as I said before, this is the year of the election and uh, gov our government knows what is popular, you know, and uh, 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 what do people like to hear, you know, because uh, uh, this, these are like a populist, uh, some kind of populist measures of saying thank you. So they are just building their rating with that, you know, I think that's, that's the uh, spin doctor's thing. You have to know that there are a lot of China industry in Serbia. One, two, let's say, biggest factories, one of steel, which was, which was uh, later, which was uh, before a U.S. steel factory, now is some Chinese factory. And in, uh, in another town also we have Chinese and they are building new thermal power plant in Serbia. And uh, in last five years, Serbia got the help from, uh, the biggest help from European Union. It's uh, like United States are on the fifth place or fourth, I'm not sure. But we uh, help from Chinese in last five years is 44 times less than EU. So very low uh, out there. And uh, what's also interesting, in the beginning, they were telling to us, oh, we got a lot of gloves from uh, China and so on. And we got the masks from China. But our government said, in pharmacies, uh, the, the, like they, they said, uh, pharmacies can't uh, sell that uh, one mask, uh, let's say 1.2 US dollars in our dinners. So was it a help? And who's earning the money on those uh, masks? They're not for free. Could you tell me a little bit about just everyday life right now and how you think that um, the response to this virus is going to evolve. If you're 65 plus in Serbia, you can't go out at all. You can do it once a week from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning for shopping. They open the supermarkets just for 65 plus. They can't go out at all. And in some way, that's not popular measure, but it's, at the other hand, they protect that uh, part of the population. And also we have police hour from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. Nobody can go out. You can uh, take a dog for a walk in the evening. If you're mentally ill, you can go out whenever you want. So, and... As I can see, there are not so many COVID cases uh, among population, and people take uh, take it seriously. But uh, medical institution, that's broke. What other actions do you hope to see from either the Serbian government or Serbian media or civil society to help make sure that COVID doesn't spread within Serbia? And are you guys planning any additional videos? From the, from the government, I expect to raise the awareness in, in the people's minds, you know, and to tell them, wear the masks, don't go together in the elevator, uh, keep, uh, keep, you, keep yourself 
outside, but with a distance to other people, you know, that kind of stuff could be more, uh, we should have that more in media, how to behave in the days that are coming, you know, how to protect and how to try to keep our everyday life, you know, with that new kind of living, you know, also with the schools, with the the faculties with the, uh, the shops we have to adapt on this kind of situation as a society until the vaccine is found out is will be found out and uh, also we did uh, today videos about the uh, people who are help, helping homeless people on the streets of Belgrade because there are homeless people during this uh, virus uh, lockdown and uh, they are really hungry, you know, and the people are helping them, bringing the food, trying to to uh, help them to survive this this period. But the videos we are filming all the time. We just did a video because green markets, we have green markets all over the country and they are closed. And supermarkets are working and green markets are outside. And nobody gets it why they are closed, because People from villages bring their food to sell them on green markets, and it's outside. And you know, so um, we are film. We just film one guy who who lives on. Uh, in the, he he has some products and he brings them on green market, and he can't work anymore. He can work, but he doesn't have anywhere to get the, those his products. A huge thanks to Dusan Zaponia and Dusan Shavik of Marka Zavaka for speaking to us from Serbia. Stay tuned for more episodes in your feed on other Democracy First Responders. On the next episode of Democracy First Responders, we'll talk to Hungarian physician and politician Katalin Cech, who has responded to the government's call for medical volunteers while also speaking out for democracy and political freedom. Hungary's response to COVID-19 has attracted global attention as Prime Minister Viktor Orban took on extraordinary new powers and other democratic institutions seem to be sidelined. At the same time, the government has called for volunteer doctors in response to the serious lack of healthcare workers. We'll hear from Katlin on what she has seen on the medical and political front lines of Hungary's coronavirus response. Until next time, Follow us at IRI Global on Twitter and subscribe to Global on Apple, SoundCloud, Google Play, or however you get your podcasts. I'm Natalie Longwell. Thank you for listening to Global.